I wish I got coffee. I should have brought coffee. <laughs> I napped. I went to the gym. I came home. I napped. I showered. I came here. And I, I forgot to get a caffeine boost. Oh, oh, that's terrible. Welcome to the Community Theater Studio Podcast. This podcast exposes the past, futures, dreams, and experiences of people in the community theater. I'm your host, Gary Kochi. So let me introduce you to Jason Pollock. Hello. Hey, Jason. Thanks for joining me here today. Thanks for having me. Sure. We got, I have a number of questions that I usually like to ask, okay, about you and community theater. So let's see what we can get through, all right? Absolutely. So let me just start off with what got you into community theater? Well, I have to go back a little further than community theater and say 1998, when I was about 29, I got on stage for the first time to do stand-up comedy. Oh, okay. I've always wanted to get into acting, comedy, and I was a shy introvert my whole life. I got picked on. I was too afraid. And I saw an ad in the Village Voice that said there's a comedy class in New York and the graduation was at Caroline's. So I thought, okay, I'm going to force myself to do it. So a few years of going from club to club doing comedy, my neighbor Valerie, who still performs at Footlighters in Cinnamonson, said, we need someone you've done, you've been on stage, we need someone to fill in for a bit part in The Elephant Man back in 2002. So I said, I'm in. Okay. And I could finally be someone else. Wow. Because actually, it's interesting. A lot of people start in school. You didn't start until a couple years after then, right? I was, you know, I I was really nervous. I was very shy. I took (laughs) little theater classes and I went to Cherry Hill East. Okay. I don't know if you know Mr. Nation and Mr. Weaver. I don't know Cherry Hill East, but... They're legendary (laughs) acting teachers in the Cherry Hill area. And I took some classes with them. I never had the guts to really pursue outside of that. It, wow. it was just, I got stage fright. It was just a... Well, that's interesting because like, I've, I've done a number of shows with you and you're definitely not shy now. <laughs> Most of the time, you're, you're, you're out there. You're outspoken. That's wonderful. Thanks. Uh, you got to break out of your shell at some point. You only live oh, once, you oh, know? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So in that case, how long have you been in community theater then? Since 2002. 2002. What uh, year is 17? it now? So it makes it uh, 15 years. Oh my God, it's a 15-year anniversary. Hey, hey, celebration, hey. <laughs> so I did, I did two sh- performances of the Elephant Man as a funeral, well, um, as, a as a mourner. I didn't have any okay. lines. I just had to mourn, and I mourned like the best of them. And, <laughs> I, you know, I've been to three funerals in the last year. I'm not even a mourning oh. person. Uh, Sorry, I was terrible. I was terrible. Oh. It wasn't my joke. Okay. You don't use that on your show, <laughs> no, I hope. No, 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 no. Yeah, for those listening, because uh, I also know Jason does a lot of stand-up, so if we hear some comedy stuff, I'm sure he's going to be doing a lot of that on this. We'll see what happens. I promise right. not to ham it up <laughs> So I know with community theater, we don't just act. So what other things have you done within community theater? I mean, some people just have just acted, but... Well, I, I remember... The first time I did a show at Haddonfield, Plays mm-hmm. and Players, and I learned you had to build the sets with them, Yeah, <laughs> they said I'm not allowed near the saws. <laughs> so I was painting <laughs> as far as community yeah. theater go. I don't know if I have the patience. I got to give directors in community theater a lot of credit because they have to, like uh, Anita for the show we're doing now. Oh, my God. <laughs> the Jesse <laughs> Chaperone. <laughs> Couldn't remember the name. Well, ho- hopefully when this airs, it, there may be one more weekend, hopefully, when it airs, when this comes out. So, Oh, wonderful. So if anybody wants, this coming weekend, uh, which is May the 19th and 20th. Yes. Yeah. So should May 19th, 20th, 2017. Uh, you have to have this out on time. Oh, I'm, I'll, <laughs> I'll rush to get this thing out. So right on. Be, all right. 
yeah, I can't imagine the patience she has or any director has. I really got to give them credit. That would be really interesting to do that, but I guess as part of the comic and as a, an introvert, a shy person, I like to be able to be someone else and let it out on stage. <laughs> well, that's always definitely a fun thing to do. Just trying to get out, you know, see what type of characters you can create and all things Absolutely. like that. Absolutely. So um, how did you learn all that you do in community theater? I guess most of it started with the comedy. Absolutely. It, it definitely it definitely <laughs> loosens you up a little bit as far as stage performing. But I... The fir- I remember the first time when I did Our Town, it was the first show I did with Lines. That was at Haddonfield. Okay. It's after The Elephant Man. And I was horrified that I had to go out and speak. I, I, all <laughs> of a sudden, I thought, oh my God, I really have to do this. I have to act on stage in front of people. And, and it worked out. I was Howie the Milkman. Wasn't that difficult? <laughs> Simple a little bit, yeah. But the most I learned uh, uh, was from working with. It's community theater, but it's not all like waiting for Guffman. You work with some really talented people in community oh, yeah. theater. Definitely. Some of them have moved on to bigger and better things. and Some people have started up there and come down to community that's theater. That's true. That too. There's actually a lot of people who have done some professional stuff and is now doing community theater just to keep up. Yeah, like and it, it's like anything. I think the more you do, the more relaxed you get. Mm-hmm. Like and, and Even with stand-up, the more you get up on stage, once you know your act... You get up and you, if you know what you're doing, the stage fright is, turns into just fun and not anxiety, but just anxiousness of, I can't get my words out. It's, <laughs> it's just some it's energy. excitement, yeah. the energy. Okay. Now I usually ask this for people who perform and I know you perform on the stage. So I have a couple of more questions. So out of all the shows that you've done, what role might've been the most fun to do? Oh, play it again, Sam. I'm a big Woody Allen fan, despite his love life issues. <laughs> I think he's a brilliant writer. And to be able, that was my no, most nerve wracking and memorable role. It meant so much to me to be able to play at Sketch Club. I played the Woody Allen part. Oh, okay. And I was really nervous that people were going to feel like I was doing an impression of Woody Allen. But mm-hmm. I, um, I, the compliments I got from the audience were you really made it your own. And that was, that was, that made my night. Wow. That was the best thing to hear. And that was my first stage kiss as well, which Ooh, was also okay. fun. Nice, nice. Well, that's the thing. I mean, I, I, I liked doing stage kisses. I was always awkward about it. Mm-hmm. But now I appreciate them more being married. Okay. Because <laughs> I don't get to kiss other women. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I, I remember the first one was, as I was saying, was in Played Against Sam. And she comes into the room. She leaves. She comes in. She says, did you say you love me? And we have to kiss and embrace. Mm-hmm. And one of the performances, we were kissing, and I loved every second of that until I heard a young girl's voice in the audience go, Ew! (laughs) (laughs) That killed my self-esteem and brought me back to reality. (laughs) Wow. The first, I remember the, when my first stage kiss was the the girl's first stage kiss too. And she made the mistake of saying, can we practice alone first? (laughs) <laughs> let me tell you it's different you don't really react to it when you're on stage you're not right it doesn't have any emotional effect and you usually it's just a kiss well but when you're when you go backstage and it's dark <laughs> and she puts her arms around you and kisses you it has a different effect on you oh yeah yeah makes it difficult to walk right back out on stage well of course you know there's the fun part and then of course there's the parts that kick your butt what might have that been yeah. What might the Steve <laughs> Allen directed chapter two <laughs> at uh, Spotlighters, and I 
took the role. I shouldn't have taken the role because I had a lot going on in my life, and I, I've never been more humiliated on stage. Oh. And my mind was blank. I had monologues, and I, I'm embarrassed and pained to think about how much <laughs> I screwed up my scenes. It hurt. It really. Well, have I, you I, done anything like that? Possibly. I can't. I, mean, I have, may have to go back through my whole list to see if there's things that just like oh. Never want to do that again. But most yeah. of them, though, are quite, are quite memorable. There's, but there's I mean, some honestly, I, at the same time as I'm forgetting things, I was on stage in a, nothing but my underwear at the same show, which is... Okay, yeah. It was a lot going mm-hmm. on. It's like, not only are you going to forget your lines, you have to be exposed in front of the audience every uh-huh. night. Yeah, that was a tragic experience. And Steve will vouch for that. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, wonderful. I'll have to talk to him and find out about that one. <laughs> so with that... I'm guessing I might know the answer to this one since we just talked about it, but what role might make you feel like a star? Oh, that was Woody Allen. Woody? I get yeah. the last show, I remember getting chills at the end when the music started playing. I'm doing the last monologue. It's just, I, I just felt it. I was in it. It was just awesome. And I would love to do that again. I s- yeah, okay. So would that be the same part that you would want to do again? Or is there another role that you would like to perform again? I would love to do Drowsy Chaperone again. Oh, okay. But you know, it would have to be the same cast. Well, (laughs) good luck with that. That's a little tough, but yeah. I know, I know. But would you want the same uh, part, the same, or would you want to... As far as the show goes, that's the only part I think I'd be able to play in this. I I, I know I might be jumping ahead, (laughs) but I get off on tangents. Uh, Oh, yeah. Because as far as this show, I I can't see myself in any other part but the gangster. (laughs) But a dream role for me... Because I'm not the leading man type. That's why the play against Sam, the Woody Allen part, I could be a leading man in a Woody Allen play. But Little Shop of Horrors, uh-huh. Seymour, has been a dream role for me. I thought he's a, you know, he's not very masculine. Mm-hmm. That's true. <laughs> he's yeah. a nerdy little guy. And I thought this is a leading man hero that I could actually pull off. I'm never going to be cast as James Bond. <laughs> so, so I guess Seymour would be, should we say... The- a character most like you then yes so yeah. if anything it would be that part all right uh is there any particular show or character that you wish more people had seen had actually come out to see is because quite often in community theater you get sometimes you get a great audience you've packed the house every night and, and you know you run three four weekends it's wonderful and then you get a little two weekend show and 10 people come out each night five ten and it's like but you're putting your heart into it, and it's a wonderful show. Is there any part that been Moon like that? Over Buffalo, we did here at the Village Playbox, and it was such a wonderful show. I remember some very small audiences. The show was just nonstop fun. The people mm-hmm. who came loved it, enjoyed it, laughed the whole time. It was just energetic. It was fun. It was upbeat. It was funny. And, and just not many just people. Just not many people on a few of the performances. Mm-hmm. Well, that, yeah, that, that does happen. That's one problem again with community theater yeah. trying to get people to come out and all things like that now of course the one thing that a lot of people love with community theater is their costume <laughs> is there a favorite costume that you once had now i have to think <laughs> <laughs> let's see I, I i got to dress as a general a moon over buffalo oh okay that was kind of fun nice kind of cleaned up yeah it's weird most of the community theater shows i've done for some reason i end up having to wear a tie <laughs> I feel like all my shows are business casual. Okay. Business professional, rather. So in general, sort of a, a little bit out there, a little bit different. It's a little bit out there. Yeah, I never got to dress up as an alien or 
okay. zombie. Not that there are many. Sh- oh, Evil Dead. I never got to do that, but. Evil Dead could be interesting, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely interesting. Now, of course, we talked about, you know, Seymour and uh, Little Shop of Horrors. It would be your dream thing. But is there any show out there that you've seen and you're like, I will never want to do that? I don't know if this is against the rules of theater to say this, but I'm just not a Shakespeare guy. That's, yeah. <laughs> no, there's different shows. Some people, there's a particular show they hate, they've seen, or they just don't like, and they say, no, I don't want to do that. I don't like the show. That's it. Yeah, I'm not I'm not big yeah. into drama. I, I like comedy. I like shows that are, are going to captivate people. I mean, Helen Keller, I mean, The Miracle Worker, and Frank, they're important shows. Mm-hmm. They're... The neurotic in me says, people know the story. We don't need to do this. I don't want to be in it because then I'm going to drag people out and depress them. For a- Miracle Worker is a little more uplifting than Anne Frank. That's got a happier ending. Yes, that's true. No question that has a happier oh, ending than Anne definitely. Frank. Definitely. As a matter of fact, I think a lot of people, when they did um, Diary of Anne Frank here at Village Playbox, people were crying. At the end of that. I believe oh, that. Was, was I don't, yeah, I can't. I, I just, <laughs> I want to either make people laugh or scare them. Oh, scare them? Okay. <laughs> well, you know, um, they're doing Wait Until Dark at Spotlighters. I just saw this. I can't, oh. I don't have to, I have a conflict okay. with a performance date, but that would be fun to do. Just being, because. In fact, I, I'm, th- I'm thinking about trying to go for that too. I think you should, because I could see you as a bad man. Well, I, I have got the goatee, the evil Gary goatee. Ooh, if I keep that on, yeah, maybe. <laughs> But uh, no, I, I had actually done that show once before. So, yeah, it's it, it's, yeah, fun. it's just, fun. That's what I love. That's the best thing about acting is being able to be do things that you would normally do in real life, or like kiss other women, <laughs> or <laughs> I just have my own story about that. <laughs> just be a bad person. And so, with with all that and all those different shows and things that you remember, was there any one particular moment in any of those shows that's the most memorable, and you like always thought? I loved when this happened. Yes. <laughs> I don't want to keep going back to play it again, Sam. Oh, so it, but. No, but a lot of people do. They, there's, there's one show that's been their favorite, and then there's like the second performance or the last performance or closing night or whatever. So, yeah, that's, that's I, common. I jumped the gun with the last story, but I remember, I don't know if you're familiar with the show. Which one? Play it again, Sam. Not completely, but go ahead. But he, you're telling you know, me about it. Sure. It refers back to Casablanca. He, he has... Okay. He, He's a huge fan of Humphrey Bogart, and he, he's obsessing over all his films, and he's trying to, at the same time, cope with a divorce, his love life, his wife is cheating on him. It's typical Woody Allen style. Right. And Humphrey Bogart comes to him in his imagination and gives him advice on women. Oh, okay. So he tries looking like him to be the <laughs> Humphrey Bogart type, which doesn't quite work out for him. But at the end, it all kind of comes full circle, and the music is playing um, as time goes by, and I'm giving this speech, like everything's great. The life, my life is getting better. I straight, it, it just, I got. It was euphoric. It was a chilling moment. It was really cool. And like, people came up after the show and just said, "You, I, I felt for you. You made me." They felt the same way. They oh. could all experience it. It was a really neat moment when you're so in the character <laughs> that you just, you know, it becomes you. And it was, it's. Am I making sense? Oh, to me, yes. I mean, right, I'm good. fully good, understand that. And it's like anybody listening or people who are not in the community theater, if you want to experience it, you've got to get in the theater. Yeah, exactly. To get some of that. And the thing is, you can actually get that feeling and not be on stage. There are things like people make comments about the set. Even If you design the set and work on oh, the set, God, you get it's... that. Or the costumes. Somebody says, oh my God, that's a 
gorgeous dress or something like that. And he says, because you're the one that put the costume together. Or you're the one that designed the costumes and things like that. People, you get comments sometimes even about those. And you, you get bring that it to life. Yeah. If you're designing the sets of the costumes, yeah, you're bringing it to life. You're making it happen. Okay, so those are memorable moments. Things, wonderful times, great like that. But unfortunately, with community theater, there's the bad parts too. Yes. Has there been a worst experience? Besides chapter two. <laughs> which was one, which we talked <laughs> which about. Which was yes. one. There, there are moments, I don't know if it's the worst, but there's a few things. I've gotten a lot better with this. Sometimes I would get the giggles to an extent that I, I, I can't stop. <laughs> and I, I worry sometimes during a performance, how am I going to control this? And we were doing Mousetrap. I did Mousetrap at Haddonfield. Oh, okay. And every note we got during rehearsal was the director saying, stop, stop laughing, giggling. stop giggling. <laughs> Some, sometimes you're working with people and maybe the accents are so bad and it's just, but they're, mm. they're a good actor, but they're ter- it's a terrible accent and you just, something, no matter what, will strike me as funny. There's a, a guy I was working with in Mousetrap. Before I had to run on stage to do a dramatic scene, farted on me. <laughs> the moment I was about to open the door. But holding back the laugh made it look like I was a little more emotional. <laughs> <laughs> so... That could be a pretty of a bad experience, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Don't, don't want to do too much of that. Uh. Were you involved with Sabrina Fair here? I did, wasn't involved with that, no. Nice guy, but he stumbled so much with lines. I Something about his facial expressions. He was my father, and we were arguing. I couldn't hold back the laugh. I was like, oh, my God, you're killing me. He couldn't get simple words out that he was struggling with. I mean, it happens sometimes. Sometimes there's a word that you get. I wish I remembered what it was, but he could not say it. And I was just about to lose it. I almost had to turn my face away from the audience. <laughs> so it works. You start to mm-hmm. look upset. <laughs> so it works <laughs> to, in that to respect. To fight it, yeah. That's and, another one of the worst experiences, I guess, then, huh? Oh, yeah. There's, <laughs> but there was, there was a bathroom door off to the right of the stage. It was a door. And for some reason, it was locked. And Ron's supposed to burst into the room and start yelling about something. And I was in there, and I just made my entrance. Boom, the door was locked. It didn't open. You hear, damn it. (laughs) I had to walk off stage. I thought, oh, I was was in tears. Wow. And it was just, (laughs) have you ever gotten the giggles like that so bad? Sometimes, yeah, yeah. Remember a sound cue we were doing? It was lunch hour, and this guy was doing the sound cues, and he was arguing with his girlfriend on the phone. So he missed um, the phone ringing, which is supposed oh. to move the scene along. <laughs> and we're just we're improvising. Me and Laura Bon Giovanni are oh, okay. improvising an argument, just thinking, when is this freaking phone going to ring? <laughs> yeah, it's fun trying to ad-lib when something's not working right. Yes, someone's not, not making their entrance, so we mm-hmm. just keep going with the scene. Or somebody jumps a page or two in the script, and it's like, oh, yeah, it's oh, very that confusing. was a fun uh, <laughs> challenge. Okay, how do I cover for this? So, are there any other jobs other than, you know, the acting, and I guess you did some set work. I did some set work. Any other jobs you would like uh, to try? I'm curious if I can direct. I think it would be a really interesting challenge. Right now, I don't have the time. But every time I've done a show, I thought, I, I wonder what it would be like if I was able to put my spin on it. If I would be able to read the play and interpret it. and do, I, mm-hmm. I think it would be a really neat challenge to step outside my comfort zone and direct something. 
So you're working right up, right up to director. Forget all the other backstage stuff. We're going right to director. <laughs> well, you know, I, I like to create. Okay. But as far as graphic arts go, I'm terrible. I can write. I, I, I perform. But I, any kind of – like you can get an image in your head and create it on the stage. Okay. I can get an image in my head and look like a stick figure or a 10-year-old <laughs> was throwing paints around. Would you think about possibly playwriting? Oh, absolutely. I, why did, I don't know why I didn't say that first. Well, because we, well, the thing is, I just recently was talking with uh, uh, Rob Christie, who's I written... I love Bob. ...who's written musicals. That's right. Shows. He did. I wanted yeah, to... I missed his... I missed the one he, last one he did, and I want to support him, but, but that's yeah, impressive. This, so, I mean, just talking to him, he's, that's like one of the few jobs I haven't done. But I'm not going to write any musical. A play, maybe. A straight musical. play, I straight could do. Play, yeah. yeah. Musical, oh no. <laughs> no, no, no. Not for me. I got to give him a lot of credit for that. Oh, definitely. I'll, hold the, I'll cover the mic. How was it? <laughs> no, just kidding. <laughs> now, of course, we're talking about the community theater. You started a number of years ago and all that. But why do you like to work in community theater? What is it about community theater that you love so much? It's very important to do volunteer work and not get paid for No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, why do I like it? It's, it is an opportunity to, to just be creative uh, because, you know, we all have – I don't know about you. I mean, <laughs> you don't look old enough to be retired yet. Nope. Not yet. Nope. We, um, we have other jobs, community theater. Most people don't live th- theater. Well, we don't. they Directing, do live they, they do The live directors theater. have to put more of their lives into it. Yeah, that's a good and bit. I, you know, with a day job, it's mm-hmm. so important to have a creative outlet of some sort. Just to be able to, when you go to rehearsal, just the thought of coming up from work. Oh, I got rehearsal tonight. <laughs> it sounds like it's a grind. It's a pain in the butt. And but when you get there, you realize this is great. You feel mm-hmm. alive. You're doing something creative. Yeah, when you mentioned Tech Week to community theater, they'll just most everyone goes, "Oh no!" <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was talking it's to some other week. cast members about that. We thought, "Oh, we got to do it every night." Every but night. every night we go, we ended up having a good time, mm-hmm. and it's it's so important. It's so cathartic to have something, some kind of creative outlet. And I feel really grateful to be involved in community theater. Well, again, because we're talking about you know getting into community and things like that. But what might be there? What might be one part of community theater that maybe the general public doesn't know about? You know, they come out, they come see a performance, they sit in the audience, they go, yay, wonderful, and then they go home. What's some of the stuff behind the scenes or making of the show that they probably don't know about? A lot of it is, uh, I think cast bonding is really important. Working with a group of people, I, uh, the Drowsy Chaperone right now, we've got a cast of about 30,000 people. No, it's uh, a little less, 20,000. And it, it just, what's really neat about about the, the cast is the way we've we've bonded, we've gone out. We, we've When the show's over, we're all going to go our separate ways. But it's just to have that neat connection with people when you're all working together especially in a musical we're all singing together we're all making this happen together and everybody's getting along i've done shows where people don't always get along there's a diva sometimes in the oh, group yeah. yeah but this one is is wonderful and just to have this experience i think it kind of helps you in your daily life just to be able to let loose and be freer and create and bond with people and then you can cope with your regular life better because you know you have that outside of your job. Does that make any sense? Oh, yeah, that's wonderfully said. I definitely think it's Thanks. wonderful stuff for that. So what's in the future for 
Jason. I mean, right now we're doing Drizzy Chaperone. <laughs> One more set of performances coming up when this gets released. What's coming up after that, or where else will we see Jason? I will be emceeing at Dangerfields in New York on Saturday, June 3rd. Okay. And I think about the same time, there's right when we started rehearsals, I got my first lead in an independent short film. It was a horror film called The Farm, but it's not really horror. It's about someone just like me who's afraid of everything in real life. The horror is done like him driving to work, and it's that's the horror. They're getting close-ups, <laughs> filming it like a horror movie. You're him coming home, eating dinner with his wife and two kids, and he's just terrified of his son's looks he gives him. And hmm. it's, But it's a really neat – they kind of did it very – I love the colors, the camera work, very Coen Brothers style. Oh, if you know, If you're familiar yeah. with it. Yeah, interesting. So that's showing it's a, they're they're trying to do the festival circuit with that. So that'll be coming out soon. So look for that look somewhere. Look for that. The farm. The farm. All right. And then and then you said Dangerfields. Any other things coming up? I need now you're making me feel like I need stuff. Well, you happening. don't. Some people don't. Some people said um taking a break. <laughs> yeah, after I am going to take a break. I absolutely need one. Okay. Now, the one thing I always like to know and hopefully people who are listening to this who are not in community theater, what would you say to anyone interested in joining community theater? Do it. Don't wait. (laughs) Don't spend all your money on acting classes right now. You could learn so much from working with very talented people to get outside your comfort zone in community theater. Okay. Well, that's just even just on stage if they can get a part. But again, I guess joining even ensemble. Or just in, in, in an ensemble any any part you want to take, like you were saying, directing, designing Sets, the set, set design, it's a feeling Pops. of accomplishment. You know, you surround yourself with creative people, and you're just going to feel a little better about your life. <laughs> oh, wonderful. All right. Well, I think that's. I think we covered a good bit on that. I hope Which we inspired should... millions. With I this. sure hope so too. So well. Well, thank <laughs> you very much for joining me. So, so I am your host, Gary Kochi, and I'd like to thank. Jason Pollock for joining me here today. Thank you, Gary. So I'd like to thank everyone for listening to Community Theater Studio Podcast. Now, if you or someone you know might have something interesting for us to hear about on this podcast, please let us know their contact information. Or if you have any comments, questions, or requests, you can contact us on Facebook as Community Theater Studio, on our website, communitytheaterstudio.podbean.com, or even you can email us at communitytheaterstudio at gmail.com. Or you can even leave a review for us on iTunes. We can now also send text or leave a voice message at 609-388-8287. This podcast is currently being supported by the Village Playbox Theater of Haddon Heights, New Jersey. The music is titled Energy and is provided by royalty-free music from Ben Sound. So please join me next week when we once again talk to people of the community theater. 